0: Well, if you'll open your Bible to page 782, I'm excited about what I'm going to do today. Uh, I want to talk to you today about a special kind of faith, but maybe the best way to go at it is this. I I want to encourage you in life, don't let your situations in life determine your theology. Uh, I wanted to put that word theology in my title today, but I knew if I did, everybody would go to sleep because nobody that, that, that... Theology, people think of it as a bad thing. Well, actually, the word theology, theos, is the word for God, and logos is the word for word, and so what theology is, it's just simply the word of God. That's the deal. But what happens in life, all of us do this from time to time, we let the situations that we go through in life, somewhat determine our theology. And that is a very, very bad thing. And especially so if they are difficult situations. Now, let me illustrate what I'm talking about. And then we'll get in the scripture and we'll see where it, it, a good example. You know, if a person's theology, in other words, what they believe the Word of God teaches, believes that Christians, if you're a Christian, you'll never go through hard things, difficult things, etc. If, if that's a person's theology, they're going to become very disillusioned. And sadly, sometimes they turn away from God. They get mad at God. They say, I don't get it. Uh, I, I thought if I had given my heart to Jesus that this bad thing wouldn't happen, that bad thing wouldn't happen. Well, They have a a bad theology, but let me say it another way. They just have an an, an unbiblical theology, a non-biblical theology. Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulations. And some of the finest Christian people that I know and uh, people that I interact with in many different ways, they they go through a lot of bad stuff. And if they let their situations determine their theology, uh, it, it will be a train wreck. But not only that, if someone believes, and I know many people that believe this, that, you know, if you, whatever you pray is going to happen. It's just, that's the deal. That's their theology. Well, what happens, they go through situations and they pray about things, and those things don't happen like they've prayed about. Well, then the next thing you know, they just say, well, this is nothing to prayer. There's nothing to God. And, and, and on top of that, they become just confused and discouraged and disillusioned. What they're doing, they're letting their situations determine their theology instead of letting their biblical theology determine how they will react to their situations. Now, you know, there's some that have like the name it, claim it theology. You just name it and claim it. It's kind of like we, you know, kind of like God's a puppet. And uh, I have good friends that are very sincere about name it, claim it theology. And, uh, you know, and um, I, I hear these things sometimes. I'll be in a prayer room. Someone will give a little testimony about, you know, I, I prayed, for example, that the flood waters wouldn't mess up our house. And, boy, we didn't get a drop. And here's another dear family over here. They had six feet of water in their house. Well, I, or, or, or someone will say something like this, you know, I prayed all of my life that our children would grow up, and everything would work out great for them and man, I tell you what it's just it's just like unbelievable how good all this is now here sits another good family over here. They prayed equally well for their children, and uh, maybe one of them didn't turn out like they'd prayed and this family over here is kind of thinking, well, you know. <laughs> I don't know what the deal is. They're over there telling me they prayed for their kids and boop, and I prayed for mine and boop, and this. well, what what these folks are doing, it's really sad. They're letting these situations determine their theology, and that is a very bad thing. Uh, Others, uh, you know, they have a a non-biblical theology about how you go to heaven. And they just say, you know, that if you just live a good life and do good, et cetera, da, 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 that uh, when you die, you're just going to all go to heaven. Well, there's going to be a lot of disillusionment about that. I want to encourage you as we kind of come to the end of 2017 and, and get ready to move into 2018, is, you know, I don't know what my situations will be in 2018, nor do you. I don't. I don't even know what my situation will be tomorrow, nor do you really either. But I know this, I'm not going to let my situations determine my theology. Like, I've prayed for numbers of things that didn't turn out like I'd prayed. Well, but I understand that that situation is not going to determine my theology. Now, a great example of this are these three friends of Daniel that we read about in his book, in the book of Daniel. If you look with me on page 782, let me quickly, I'll begin reading in verse 13. Uh, Of course, the background, I think when I read, you'll figure out the background. uh, It says in verse 13, Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king, O Nebuchadnezzar. Now Nebuchadnezzar spoke in verse 14, saying to them, Is it true? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I've set up. Old Nebuchadnezzar, they'd set him up this gold image, and when uh, the, the, the musical instruments would play, everybody was to bow down and worship that gold god. Well, these guys, Daniel's friends, would not do that. And so what old Nebuchadnezzar decides to do is give them a second chance. In verse 15, said, now if you're ready at that time, you hear the sound of the horn, flute harp, lyre, saucer, and symphony with all the kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I've made, good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Well, boy, that, that gets your attention. Well, look how Daniel's friends respond in verse 16. They answered the king and said, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able. Well, that's what Jimmy was singing a while ago. Our God is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and He will deliver us from your hand, O King. Now, here comes what I want in my life. I hope you want in your life that but if not faith. Look what they said. But if not <laughs> Let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. So Daniel's three friends, they had this but-if-not faith. They were in a difficult situation, but here's the situation. They didn't let their situation determine their theology. See, they, they had learned some things about God, First, obviously firsthand, but they had learned some things about God that God had done in days gone by. It's very, very interesting. All this is taking place about 605 B.C. I know we're not interested in dates, but hang on a moment. Now, back in 1445 B.C., God had, uh, had been so very good and, and he had delivered his children out of their bondage in Egypt. So, like, that's 840 years previous. Now, these guys weren't living 840 years ago, I wouldn't think. But 840 years previous, God had done a wonderful, wonderful thing. He had delivered his children from their Egyptian bondage. Now, the word, no question, passed down. You know, people tell what God did to their children and their grandchildren, and then they tell to their children, their grandchildren. So we'll fast forward uh, 840 years is where we are in our scripture reading in, in Daniel, and and obviously they they must have, you know, been told. Old prophet Isaiah says, "Behold, the Lord's hands not shortened that it cannot save, nor is ear heavy that he cannot hear." So here's here's what I want to encourage you to do as we kind of come to the end of the year, is As you get in situations, and sometimes they're hard situations, they're just sometimes, at times, unbearable situations, unexplainable. Don't let the situations that you encounter determine your theology. Let your theology determine how you react to those situations. Now, we say, I know that's right. The key, though, is how do we do that? Well, how, how do you do it? Well, you have a sound, solid, biblical theology, which is the Word of God. In other words, the Bible. This gets us back to the Bible. I preached last Sunday night. The Bible is our owner's manual. And I shared that little illustration last Sunday night. Many of you remember this. Many of us certainly will. In the 70s and the 80s, you know that popular TV commercial, uh, E.F. Hutton? You remember that? And it said, you know, when E.F. Hutton speaks, people what? Yes. Oh, yeah. I had this little video last Sunday night. guy was on an airplane talking to this other guy, the aisle from him. And he said, well, what does your broker say? And he said, well, my broker is E.F. Hutton. And E.F. Hutton says, and what he did, everybody on the airplane just jumped up out of their seats and got around that guy. to hear Now, interesting, uh, E.F. Hutton's out of business. Smith Barney bought it. I've never seen the commercial. Everybody's listening when Smith Barney speaks, but maybe they do. But here's the deal. Hmm. God's not out of business. God's Word has not been taken over by anybody else. The grass withereth, the flower there; the word of God endureth forever. So, what I'm saying today, when you really go through difficult situations in life, the only thing that works—I mean, you can get you can get a pep rally, you can sock yourself up—but I'm telling you this: when it's really a tough deal, what sustains us is a word from God. And the more you can know about the Bible, the better you will be. And what will happen, you'll have a biblical theology, not a Baptist theology, not a Methodist theology, not a Catholic theology, not any of that. No, no. A biblical theology. Here is the Word of God. It's our owner's manual. God made us. And you know, I hate to say, but it's so true. It's like our owner's manual with our vehicles. Have you ever read yours? Do you even know where it is? Mine is back with a spare tire in the back end of that thing. I thought it took up so much room in the glove. I do keep it in there so if I have a flat, I can figure out how to change the tire. That's really the only reason. Our dryer, I've had me a dryer. Well, we all have dryers, but I'd had ours three years, and it's, I bought me a service contract, it was five years, and the, the dryer was drying wonderfully well. The problem with our dryer was it wouldn't turn off. It just kept on drying, and the only way you could shut her down was hit the button. It said power, and so I went upstairs and found my folder and found my little owner's manual, and you know, in those owner's manuals, you have a section over in the back that says troubleshooting, and I said, here it is. And I started reading down there it says okay if dryer won't turn off I said that's it right there and then I read over it's got in the next column what you do said call for service (laughs) I said all right that's what I'm gonna do I called of course I didn't mind calling I had a service contract and the guy came out and they fixed the thing and it was just all good and I see I've never gotten that owner's manual out in three years had the dryer three years Never one time had any reason. I mean, I'm not going to sit around reading the owner's manual for a dryer. I mean, I mean, I'm not that old. I mean, you know, I'll just I'll just go to bed before I do that. But hey, let me tell you what. The sad thing is, and it is sad, less than two percent of professing Christians have ever read their Bible one time, one time, one time. I want to encourage you. This is, this is theology. This is God's Word. And Father God, we bless you and thank you. And God, I know sometimes I get tricked up on that deal I talked about today. I let a situation almost determine my theology. And I have to work not to do that. And I just felt today would be a good day to share that. God, help us have a biblical theology. And that teaches us how to respond Two life situations. Now, God, I pray your blessings on everyone in this room. I pray for their families. I pray, God, for some today who have special needs. You know every one of us in this room, God. And I dare say there's not one of us that does not have some special need, probably more than one. I thank you that your grace is sufficient. And I pray, God, we'll just trust you. I just felt your spirit say to me this morning, I don't even know why you spoke it to my heart. I was out doing my walk long before the break of day. Wasn't thinking really about anything. And just like something spoke to my heart, I believe it was you. Just said everything's going to be okay. I don't know what that means. I, I wasn't worried about something not being okay. But God, that's, sometimes you do that, and it's so sweet. I pray they'll have that. Everything really is going to be okay because our theology is built on your word. Give us good Thanksgiving. Give us a good Christmas. Safety in travel. Safety as we stay here. And we look forward to the year ahead. In Jesus' name, amen.